0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mammoliti.
1: Baby showers, birthdays, I'm gonna offer to bring the cake or the cupcakes. I bake for so many reasons. To focus my mind on anything but what's going on in the world or all of my responsibilities, that is a great escape for me, a great de-stressor. As well, like I've got a sweet tooth, and, you know, the salty stuff, whatever. It's all about the baked goods and the sweets and the cookies for me. But I also really love to share it. There's something about sharing food, sharing baked goods that just, it it makes me happy to give someone something that they're going to enjoy and maybe bring a smile to
0: their face that day. That's Jenny Bovard. She's a freelance reporter for Accessible Media Inc. and the host of an AMI original podcast called Low Vision Moments. The Low Vision Moments podcast is part story time, part comedy, and part awareness driven. Jenny represents those funny, potentially embarrassing experiences that happen in everyday life when you are blind and partially sighted. Like physical distancing with a post because Jenny thought it was a person. <laughs> Hi Jenny, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I am I'm actually quite honored. And, you know, I was trying so hard at practice to get through that last line of the intro without laughing about the post. You're allowed to laugh. That's the whole point. <laughs> I'm here have to ever, make you laugh. Have you ever apologized to a mannequin thinking it was a person? All the time. All the time. <laughs> and,
1: and lately, so lately I've been flashing the peace sign around my neighborhood because... I live in a cul-de-sac and like all my neighbors are really friendly with one another. They, I, I realize this now after many years of living here. So after I realized that they probably think I'm a jerk cause I never wave at them across the way or anything, Save. I've started just flash, flashing a peace sign and I'm sure I've been flash, flashing peace signs at uh, Canada post mailboxes and posts and all different kinds of things that I mistake for people. And then I get up closer and I'm like, Oh, okay. That was just a, a mailbox. <laughs>
0: So true. Let's talk about your condition. Like me, you're low vision, but our conditions are different. So can we talk a little bit about that? Oh my goodness. Well, vision loss and
1: blindness and visual impairment, low vision, whatever the preferred terminology is, it's Mm -hmm. such a huge spectrum. So, and, and as well with Albinism, my condition, I have oculocutaneous albinism. Maybe I'll say it slower. It's a long, weird word, oculocutaneous albinism. And it's a congenital condition, which means I was born with it. I've had my whole 30 plus years on this earth to sort of deal with it and adjust. Uh, but what comes along with albinism for most of us is some visual impairment. For me, it means without my glasses, I'm around 20. 20 over 400 acuity. Uh, And with my glasses, I'm really fortunate. I'm right around 20 over 200 in in really perfect conditions. Another thing that happens is really hypersensitivity to light. So, photophobia. So, that's another fun thing thrown into my day to to try and adjust to and, and deal with. But lots of people with albinism don't have as severe visual impairment and then other people with albinism can't wear glasses to correct their vision at all. So even within my eye condition, it's a huge spectrum. I can kind of see really far and wide and that's where flashing peace signs and physical distancing with posts and doing those kinds of things from a distance that's where that comes in because i can i can see things off in the distance i can tell there's something there but the accuracy the detail is gone I also have really poor depth perception. I have little to no depth perception. And so it's tricky to describe what I see, but imagine really, really bright everything all the time and just not crisp images at all. I don't see faces very well, that kind of thing as well. I've lived with albinism my whole life, so it's kind of, it's the norm for me. But that said, I didn't really take advantage of a lot of the uh, adaptations or or um, magnification things like this. I, I really had no interest in in any of that when I was growing up. I was very, just like none of my friends are doing this. So I'm why would I want to wear a hat and sunglasses all day long, and no one else is doing that. So I just wanted to fit in and try and fly under the radar. Um, now I know much better that life can be so much easier if we accept these technologies and and uh vision loss rehab
0: it just makes life that much easier well thank you for sharing that yeah i just i i think it's 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 important for everyone to hear our different types because whenever we talk about visual impairment low vision blind uh, legally blind Everyone is so confused and I, I just I want to encourage the questions and, and have people just ask and learn about it. That's right. Are you up for a couple of games? My goodness, always. Okay, we're gonna start with fill in the blanks. I'm always late to blank. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> My punctual is broken. Blank is how I temporarily escape. Taking. if i could go anywhere right now i would go to blank europe and eat food i deserve a gold medal in blank procrastination <laughs> <laughs> i want to try blank you, you stumped me i want to try i want
1: to try all the things i mean that's just who i am give me all the things let me try them all
0: Let's talk about your podcast. I'm so excited because I think it's brilliant. It's so much fun. What do people tell you about your show? Um, The podcast, it's really born out of,
1: I've always loved to entertain people and, and try and make them laugh, I think, above all other things. And it was something that I could always do without any barriers, like telling a funny story. Anybody can do that and you don't need to have good depth perception or it you know it doesn't matter how bright the room is you can close your eyes and tell a wonderful story and make somebody laugh. So that was something that um I just always found was accessible and enjoyable for me. It was kind of my thing. When the opportunity for the podcast came about I chatted with Andy Frank about it one time when he was in Halifax and and we were uh, attending a premiere for for a different project but we had this awesome conversation and I told them all about this idea I had about these low vision moments that I started writing down. Um, I've been taping myself talking into microphones and, and trying to tell funny stories forever. And then podcasts came about and I was like, oh crap, this is just so inherently accessible. And so I, I told Andy about my low vision moments and he seemed to find them funny and seemed to think it was a good idea. So my thought was, wow, if if someone like this with this much experience uh, thinks that it could work, then maybe I do have something here. So to test out how the stories would go over, in fact, I told a food related story at a, uh, a CNIB annual community meeting. And it was sort of like a like a showcase, you know, we had people playing guitar and, uh, people rapping and I went up and told a funny story and, uh, and it went over well. And I was like, wow, I'm getting some laughs. Okay. This might be a thing. So going into the podcast, I knew that my friends and family found my low vision moment stories funny, but the feedback, the reaction from the listener's That was the big question mark. Are other people going to find this funny? And I'm so relieved. And it brings me just so much happiness that people are actually enjoying listening to it. And I hear from people that they're legitimately laughing out loud. They, I've received messages from people who say, I was out walking my dog in the park and I couldn't contain my laughter. So I looked like a fool, just laughing to myself out in the park. And (laughs) that along with the messages about Hey, I totally related to that, you know, that, um, or my son or my sister totally deals with that. People thinking that they're rude, perhaps because they didn't wave back or because they cut in line. Hearing from people who are relating to the stories, mm-hmm. um, th- that's what it is all about. That just makes my whole friggin' day. I mean, that's where I am with the podcast. I just want to make people laugh. Um, I want to entertain people. I want to demystify, I think, everyday life with vision loss for people who are who don't have any kind of personal connection to vision loss, as well as people who are living with vision loss. Something that
0: they can relate to and, and laugh with. Life is heavy. So like let's have a laugh at ourselves. I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with the multi-talented, and ever-so-funny Jenny Bovard. Let's talk about your culinary skills. (laughs) I don't know if they're culinary
1: skills.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But do you tend to lean more towards baking or cooking? Oh, baking, 100%. I'm the baker in the house. Okay, so then who does most of the cooking in your home?
1: My husband and I, I, I would say it's pretty even. When there are weeks that I'm working too many hours, long days, he will pitch in and and make dinner happen mm-hmm. uh, I, I'd say we split the cooking pretty pretty even Stevens but when it comes to the baking I, I'm the baker and you know it's he can't do the measurement thing like that's not his jam he a dash was a dash of that by the seat of his pants with everything he can't be a baker for that reason and that works <laughs> fine as you know with with cooking I guess most non-baking stuff
0: <laughs> yeah most definitely So I'd love to hear, how did you get started cooking? It all started with baking back when I was a little girl.
1: um, My mom, my grandmother, probably more so my grandmother, Um, She babysat me a lot, so I'd be there in the kitchen with her, often making uh, loaves of bread, learning what to do, and also a little bit of what not to do. Um, You know, for example, she would over-knead things, and nobody Mm -hmm. had the heart to tell her that. (laughs) you know, the, 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 crust is, is busting up the inside of my mouth. It is, right. it is painful to eat, <laughs> but nobody had the heart to tell her, but I knew, okay, this is something I need to work on maybe when I get into my own kitchen. So, so yeah. And it's, and it all comes down to, to being in the kitchen with my grandmother and my mom, mostly baking. I really didn't have much of an interest in, in, in cooking anything but craft dinner or, or PB and J's until
0: uh, I moved out on my own. Do you love baking? Is it like something that it's a way of relaxing, clearing your mind? Or is it just to satisfy your sweet tooth, like myself? Because I prefer cooking over baking, but I will bake because I do have an insane sweet tooth. I bake for so
1: many reasons. Definitely to focus my mind on anything but what's going on in the world or all of my responsibilities. That is a great escape for me, a great de-stressor. I love it because as well, like you said, I've got a sweet tooth and, you know, the salty stuff, whatever. It's all about the baked goods and the sweets and the cookies for me. So I like to eat it, but I also really love to share it. There's something about sharing food, sharing baked goods that just, it it makes me happy to give someone something that they're going to enjoy and maybe bring a smile to their face that day.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So what do you like to bake? Everything. Um, uh, I, I love trying new stuff and, um, I, I bake a lot of banana bread because I eat a lot of bananas and there's always one or two a week that don't quite make it. So, you know, we've, a lot of people have a couple bananas kicking around in their freezer. <laughs> and uh, so I do a lot of banana breads. My mom has a kick I'm trying not to swear (laughs) because she has has a kick butt recipe and I'm usually all about sharing my recipes in fact I typed out a couple yesterday to share with some friends but this is one I'm going to keep under my hat because it's like it's it's too simple but it's just the best. So I bake a lot of banana bread. I love making cakes, any excuse to make a cake or cupcakes, baby showers, birthdays, I'm going to offer to bring the cake or the cupcakes. Um, but I also like um, not so sweet stuff. I love to make a soda bread. I have a Guinness bread recipe that I'm, I'm meaning to try uh, English style scones. I could, I could keep listing
0: them, but uh, I like to try everything. See, and here's the problem. You're not my neighbor. i know i would have been knocking down your door already
1: this is the issue with the pandemic i I can't freely share my baked goods so my husband and i
0: polished off a carrot cake at easter (laughs) like just the two of us (laughs) it's a problem so what was the first recipe you can remember trying
1: oh goodness i think one of them was one of them was uh, I started with muffins. I was really big in muffins uh, on muffins in the beginning. And I had, I found this recipe for uh, beer and cheese muffins. And I was like, that's different. That's, that's unique. And I want to try that. So yeah, it started with I think lots of muffins, beer and cheese muffins. And come to think of it, I need to try and find that recipe again. Wait a minute, beer and cheese muffins.
0: I have never heard of that. I know, right? I told you it's unique. When I find the recipe, I will send it to you because it oh, is a keeper. Oh, please do. Yeah, I definitely have to try this. What would be your signature dish? So like something that never fails you.
1: My signature. Mm. Hmm.
0: You know what never fails me?
1: I've got a mean cornbread recipe and it's another ridiculously simple recipe. It's actually super healthy, has very little sugar, no oil or butter whatsoever and it's still moist. It uses plain yogurt instead of fat instead of the the oil or butter. So yeah, and that that cornbread you can jazz it up with like I, I put summer savory and everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll jazz it up with some summer savory or some Mm -hmm. paprika for some smokiness and it is just it's awesome with like if you're having ribs or having uh, pulled pork is another thing I like to have it with so yeah my cornbread recipe that that's a keeper
0: is that another recipe that's under lock and key are you like my aunt that if even if I ask for the recipe you're going to leave an ingredient out no, no, that one, that, that one I'll freely share.
1: In fact, I typed it up for for my buddy Dave uh, just yesterday. So right. if you would like it, I can share it. What would you like to try cooking or baking next? I have a Guinness bread recipe. I'm excited to try this because there is, there's an Irish pub in town here in Halifax called Dirty Nellies, and they have like the best brunch in town. Uh, and they always serve it with this incredible Guinness bread. And do you ever go to a restaurant and you're like, I want to try making that myself. So I don't have to come always. here every time I want it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you look it up and it's like, and eh, well, I don't know about you. But for me, it's like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll just buy that instead. It's a lot of steps. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but this one, I was like, I have got to try Replicating this Guinness bread because I want to have it with my brunches at home or with my, mm-hmm. I don't know if I make beans or something, I want to uh, give it a try. However, um, I've been, I meant to make it on St. Patrick's Day, which was a long time ago now, and I never got around to it. So the Guinness that was in the fridge for it has, it, it has been, uh, it has been consumed otherwise. It's vanished <laughs> so. like a magic show. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. But my, Guin- the Guinness bread, I've got to try that. We all have something that we love and that we hate. So, what do you love and hate most about cooking? I love so many things about food. And, like, just you can
1: never have tried everything. There's always something new to taste, there's always something new to cook or learn about. Um, What I don't like, I think, is the act of actually going and getting the ingredients. I find grocery shopping to be a very daunting task, even at the grocery stores that I know really well. I don't know why they do this, but there's like an organic aisle and then there's like an aisle with all the other milk. So I'm looking for granola bars. I don't want to have to go to two different aisles to see what the selection is. You don't need to put the natural organic stuff away from the non-natural organic stuff in my opinion. Why? But well, just put it all together like let people make an educated decision mm-hmm. with all of the options in front of them. But anyway, I just I find the task of grocery shopping just so daunting. And it's is a vision thing. It's a 100% a vision thing. I'll spend 20, 30 minutes looking for something and it's right in front of my
0: face. Do you find it even more challenging now during the pandemic oh my gosh well yes and no yeah I think yes because
1: like you don't know where the plexiglass is going to be if yes you know if you go somewhere new especially there's that extra apprehension like okay what's 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 the flow of traffic going to be like in the store um am I gonna get you know told off or stared at because I'm picking everything up and putting it in front of my face to read it, mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm.
0: I'm over it, whatever. That's, that's their problem. That's not my problem. I want to get back into the kitchen to ask, do you have any tricks or any hacks that you use to help you while you're cooking? I do. And you probably know this one, but this is one that I love to
1: share with people. I learned this on a baking show. I straight up learned this on great Canadian baking show. But anyway, I crumble up my uh, parchment paper. So you you measure it out, you crumple it out before laying it out on on the baking sheet and it doesn't slip slide around all over the place. It almost clings like like foil or something. It's it's incredible. You can even like wrap it around the edges of the sheet
0: and it helps it stay put. It seems so simple. I'm going to blow your mind even further. We're going to take that a step further. You crumple it, run it under some water. What? and then flatten it out into your pan it really gets into those corners you're gonna love that you can wet it yes my friend yes well you're a genius thank you thank you as I flip my hair <laughs> <laughs> okay rapid fire are you up for it yes this is my favorite I've been waiting for this favorite ingredient to cook with chocolate chips You've got five minutes to move into a new kitchen. You can only take one item with you. What would it be and why?
1: Food processor.
0: Because
1: I had no idea how useful it was until my husband convinced me to use it. And now I will never go back to buying hummus or um, or canned or jarred pasta sauce.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Curse was a long word. answer. <laughs> but it was good. It was perfect. Bang on. Curse words you use in the kitchen. All of them. <laughs> you have time to yourself, no interruptions. What do you do? Well, I'm probably going to be baking. Okay, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh my goodness, this is tough.
1: Um, it, I think this changes day to day. Today, I think it would be to um, um, to, to to control time to
0: uh, get more hours in the day. Okay. What is your jump food kryptonite? Cookies. All right. Justin Timberlake brought sexy back. What would you bring back? Black forest cake. Really? Yeah, with all the liquor. (laughs) Finally, last question. I ask everyone this. What is your kitchen confession? I don't know why I think you have many.
1: Yeah, we haven't known each other long, but I think... um, I think you're pretty perceptive because you're right. Uh, I've had a lot of, um, I'm going to call them food fumbles. And that's actually the theme of the next episode of low vision moments. It's, it's interesting that it just ha- kind of happened this way. The next episode is all about food and, 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 um, things that happen in the kitchen or or mistakes that I've made and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give all the details because you're going to have to listen to the next episode of Low Vision Moments to, to, to get the real nitty gritty. But I have learned a couple of really valuable lessons in the kitchen over the years. One of them is it is really important to keep things like flour and sugar in sealed containers. Because apparently there are little things called mites that like to live in there, and if you're someone with low vision or who um, who lives with blindness, y- you might not even know that they're in there, and you might be giving your friends and family some extra protein uh, <laughs> with the baked goods. Um, so. let your imagination run with that one. But for all the details, you're gonna have to listen to the next episode. Uh, And there are many more, but that's probably the biggest
0: one. Oh, gosh. I can't wait to listen to that. Thank you so much for joining me for coming on the podcast. If listeners want to reach out, they want to listen to the podcast, reach out to you for more information. How can they find you? Where can they go? Well, the podcast, Low Vision Moments,
1: drops every last Thursday of the month, and I'm always looking for fun and interesting people to talk to as well. So I'd love to hear your low vision moments. You can get in touch with me a few different ways. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Find me there under Uber Blonde 4 And also you can email me via AMI. Uh, you can send an email to feedback at
0: ami.ca. It's that time we've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchen confession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening.